0: It's Wednesday, May 4th. Welcome to The News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the SCOTUS leak and abortion laws, what it would mean if Russia officially declared war, and also the Russia's tech worker exodus. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Yesterday, we saw the leaking of the Supreme Court's draft-majority opinion that, if still current, could strike down the landmark abortion precedents of Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which would no longer make abortion automatically legal nationwide, and instead leaving the decision to the states to decide for themselves." Now, it's important to note that this is a draft from February and not official. In fact, it's not unprecedented for justices to change their votes during the review of these drafts. So there's two big points to this story. The first is the court's reasoning behind the draft ruling. And the second is the leak itself. Starting with the leak, This is the first time a draft majority opinion has been made public before the official vote. The Supreme Court has a very private process when deliberating cases. The reasoning for this is to be able to argue points freely without worry of public influence, whether it's backlash or even praise. Justices are supposed to stick to arguing the law when deliberating. So the fact that this document was leaked by someone in the court's inner circle has left many unsettled considering how this could undermine the justices' process here and in the future. Chief Justice John Roberts has directed the marshal of the court to investigate the source of the leak. So then we get to the reasoning of the draft decision. The case in question is Mississippi v. Jackson Women's Health. It's regarding the 2018 Mississippi law that banned abortions after 15 weeks into the pregnancy. Jackson Women's Health, a clinic and abortion facility, challenged the constitutionality of the ban by taking it to court. The main question here is, is it unconstitutional to prohibit abortion on a pre-viable fetus? This case made it to the Supreme Court, which heard arguments in December. Essentially, the clinic's case relies on the precedents set in Roe v. Wade, which was the 1973 decision that women have the constitutional right to an abortion, and also Planned Parenthood v. Casey, the 1992 decision that prevents, quote, undue burdens on women to access an abortion. So really, the court has had to review these cases in order to come to a decision on this one. And it sounds like they, at least at the time of the draft, decided... Decided that the original rulings were not actually legally sound. The draft's writer, Justice Samuel Alito, wrote that the original rulings were, quote, egregiously wrong from the start. In short, the criticism seemed to lie around the idea that Roe and Casey were not properly based off the Constitution, considering there is no mention of abortions in the document, nor is there a right to privacy which has also been used as justification. He implies that the right to an abortion was essentially invented and decided on by the court as opposed to being legislated by lawmakers, which for a topic this divided argues should be decided on by voters and elected representatives. The court won't release an official decision until likely June or July. If they do side with Mississippi here and overturn Roe and Casey, then this would give states around the country the power to establish their own laws around the procedure. Several states have already been working on legislation around abortions, some restricting them, and others instead solidifying their access. Other than confirming the authenticity of the leaked document, the court has yet to address the story. Some Western officials have expressed their suspicion that Russia could announce their invasion of Ukraine as a declaration of war as soon as May 9th. The word war has been used in media to describe the events in Ukraine over the last couple months, but an official declaration would mean the justification to employ even more troops and equipment and to mobilize their military draftees. So far, Russia has stuck to its special operation label to describe their motives. The reason why officials think May 9th could be the date is this is Victory Day in Russia, which marks the day Nazi Germany surrendered in 1945 during World War II. Some Western officials have said the need for a declaration of this kind could be seen as a sign that the Russian forces are still struggling to make headway now over two months into the conflict. One perspective of Russia's invasion of Ukraine that doesn't seem to be touched on much is that of Russian citizens, particularly those who oppose the direction of the country, and even more specific, tech workers, who are leaving the country en masse. The Russian Association for Electronic Communication revealed that last month saw 50,000 to 70,000 tech workers flee Russia, and another 100,000 are estimated to leave this month. These numbers make up about 10% of their technology workforce and about half the number of Russians who have left since the invasion began. There seems to be a few reasons for the exodus. Firstly, the Russian economy in general has taken a huge hit thanks to international sanctions. Company employees and leadership are likely experiencing roadblocks in their business. And on that same note... Some companies are reportedly worried about their employees who are leaving to work abroad, considering that Russia has been cut off from the international banking system. So instead of figuring out the logistical gymnastics of that, they're just moving the whole company. Also, the nature of tech work makes it easy to work from anywhere. Russia and the invasion aside, IT workers around the world have become increasingly mobile in their jobs. And then lastly, some Russians are seeing the writing on the wall, realizing that with so many in the industry leaving, that at some point, the government could enact a travel ban to retain them. So they're getting out while they can. The Russian government has already offered incentives for companies and workers with these skills to stay. They're offering tax breaks, reduced regulation, subsidized housing, salary increases, no income tax for three years, and also an exception from a military draft. It's Wednesday, May 4th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review, as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email. Feedback at thenewsdiet.com.